everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, hashtag basketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and this episode is another mock draft with the RotoWire crew and some uh, other RotoWire subscribers, listeners. Uh, over on Yahoo, it is the first Yahoo mock draft, and you can actually watch this draft on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. So if you don't want to listen to the mock draft and you want to actually watch it, go over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. This one starts like incredibly fast. Like I am not prepared and I, I badger about it immediately. Rule one, show up early, show up prepared. I did not once again, but I do think this is a much better mock draft than uh, the previous one. I think I performed pretty well. There was some better sleepers on the Yahoo side, but this group really did draft incredibly well. Um, there is a discussion about sleepers later in the podcast so stick around for that and other than that enjoy the show enjoy the mock draft here we are um this is another mock draft i obviously uh, am coming in real quick not a lot of prep this is probably meant to either listen to on the podcast or uh if you got pushed here from the podcast welcome i'm mike i'm mike atron this is watching the boxes and we are already, like, flying through this draft already. Uh, Jokic went number one. Doncic number two. That's a little early for me. And B number three makes sense. Tyrese Halliburton number four is um, aggressive, I think, for Tyrese Halliburton. But all these guys are first-round players. We recently did a podcast about guys dropping out of the first round. Uh, Doncic was maybe one of them in a Roto League. Um, I think this is just an eight-cat head-to-head league. But Roto League, Luka Doncic is, is struggling. Um, to be a first round uh, player, I, I agree. Tyrese Halliburton at four is is is, is insane. I took Shea at five. I got Shea at three, so I'm happy to get him at five. Jason Tatum at six. I think he's a great pick in the top five. Kevin Durant injuries. We dropped him out of our first round. Steph Curry. I did not drop Steph Curry out of the first round, but we talked about why he might not be a first round player this year. Anthony Edwards in the first round. Everyone's going to be on Anthony Edwards. He went number nine here. He is so he's running so high right now. I'm not sure I can recommend taking Ant-Man in the first round. I don't think I can. I don't think I can recommend that. Um, we're already come up to my pick on pick 20. I'll get to the rest of the picks uh, when I can. Some of the interesting things about Yahoo and the way they got it ranked, and I'm sure these ranks will change at some point, is that there are a lot of like, uh, kind of hidden players. Like, I think, you know, Zach Levine's too low. Um, Chris Middleton is way too low. It is currently my turn. I have Sabonis in my queue. I think Sabonis is like a top of the second round player. I you, I think you could even take him on the turn, if, depending on how you're trying to build your team. I got Shea. Shea's like all around fantastic player. Does kind of every little thing. I think OK City's going to have a, Really fun year. Um, James Harden at 20 is also really a great find. I think Fred Van Fleet in Houston could be a fantastic pick. Um, I haven't done enough mock drafts to know if like 
bigs kind of disappear early or guards kind of disappear early. So far, it feels like bigs, like good bigs disappear pretty quickly, as always. Like, that's usually how it goes. So I'm going to go with uh, Dante Sabonis. I think that's a really solid one-two. You got um, Shea Gildress. And then you take, uh, let's see, Dante Sabonis with the two. Those are nice. Those are two nice picks. Let me look over here at hashtag basketball.com. Sabonis. 17 overall per, ga uh, per game. It's pretty nice. Oh, coming up on the turn 24-25. Let me, let me get back to the, the end of the first round, into the second round. Because I think there's some kind of crazy picks here. Lamella Ball, first round. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Anthony Davis, first round. 11th pick. Kind of aggressive, but it's the 11, 12, 13 pick. Uh, Dame was still out there. I'd, I'd rather take Dame, but Anthony Davis at 12, 13 makes sense. These guys are flying through this draft. I'm going to have to like go through these rounds later. Giannis at 13. Yeah, okay. Giannis at 13. That's good. Kyrie Irving at 14. Yeah. I, I don't love him, but Dame at 15 is absolute steal. Mikel Bridges at 16. Way too high. I know he had a great finish in the year. I know he ended up 22nd overall in, in averages. I'd rather have Devin Booker. I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell. I'd rather have Trey Young. I'd rather have DeMontis Sabonis. I'd rather even, I'd rather have Carl Lindy Townsend, Fred Van Fleet. All those guys, those were second round players in that order. Victor Wimby went 23. Wimby at 23 is too high. Do not take Wimby in the second round. Too high. He's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play enough games. Even if he is great, he's not going to play enough games. I don't think he's going to be great either. He's going to be really good this season. He's going to be great eventually. But he's not in a redraft league. He's not going to be that great. James Harden at 24 is a steal. Top of the third round, Desmond Bain at 25. Sure, he's not getting back to you at the end of the third round. So, yeah, sure. Uh, that's that's perfectly fine. Oh, man, we got my boy Jimmy sitting here. We got Paul George. Uh, oh, my Lord. I like Darius in this space. I like Vujovic in this space. Ooh. Vujovic? Well, I auto-drafted Jimmy Butler, and I'm totally fine with that. Jimmy Butler's awesome. People hate on Jimmy Butler. I might have gotten Jimmy Butler in the fourth round, quite frankly. I love Jimmy Butler. People hating on Jimmy Butler. Been hating on him. Been absolutely hating on him. Let's go back to these draft results. This is a crazy second round, in my opinion. And I think that's what, what I've noticed so far, is that the first round has like a set group of players. The turn is wide open. It's risky. All the big players who are left on the turn are risky players like Anthony Davis. And all the guys who are kind of solid are definitely second round players. So it's like, do you take Devin Booker on the turn? Do you take Trey Young on the turn? Do you take Donna Sabonis on the turn? I think you can because those guys are really, really, really good. And they're often pretty healthy. Those are all second round players. So I feel, I feel like there's more second round players than there are second round spots. Wimby's in the second round on this draft. He should not be at all. Mikel Bridges, I think, is a end of the second round player. He went in the top of the second round, right? Harden at the end of the second round is way he he could go. Harden could go on the turn. Twenty fourth for Harden. That's a crazy steal. Desmond made at twenty five is too high, but he's not coming back to you. Chet Holgram at twenty six. No, stop. Too high. Way too high. Maybe at the end of the third round, top of the fourth round, because you want him so bad. 
But the top of the third round, there's so many good players still out there. Kawhi Leonard, right? Risky. That's high upside, but high downside too. Kawhi Leonard at 27. Third round seems right for Kawhi Leonard though, because like you can't, I don't know if you can pass that up. I don't know if you can pass up his per game talent. So if he does play games, great. If he doesn't play games, it's kind of okay. It's kind of a third round talent. Uh, let me see. Let me go to Kawhi. 56 games last season, 20th overall. I think I might actually be screwing around with turnovers here, though. Oh, yeah. Turnovers were on. So. All right. This draft has luckily slowed down, so I can actually talk to you. 21st per game value for Kawhi. Getting him in the third round is fine. Great. Fantastic. Walker Kessler, 28. Feels high. There's, it seems like a lot of people are taking some chances. A lot of people are, are, are reaching. Now, Tyler and I have been talking about, like, maybe this is the year to reach. It's a volatile year. We don't know. There's going to be new people in the first round. There's going to be new people in the second round. Maybe Walker Kessler does take that leap. I'd rather take a, a chance on Chet Hogram than Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler played 29 minutes, almost 30 minutes a game in Utah. Jaws, pretty similar team as they were last year. Um, I agree, Shining Drake. Thir the first... Taking a reach in the third round is risky. It's incredibly risky. Um, I like kind of consummate favorites here. I got Jimmy Butler at 29. I think that's a great deal. Pascal Siakam at 30. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cade Cunningham at 31. That's one I actually kind of like. I think Cade Cunningham's going to be kind of good, and I think he, you're not going to get him in the fourth. So if you really want Cade Cunningham at 31, go right ahead. LeBron James at 32. Sure. Bam Odebayo at 33 feels a little high. Feels a little high because we got, let's see, Bam out of bio was 31 per game last season. So um, I feel like you can get him a little bit later. So it's not like you're you're leaving value. It's not like you're like overpaying for Bam here. But I, I, I don't want to overpay for Bam. I want to underpay for Bam. Is the big man position still the most valuable position? If you can get unique big men, yes. The answer is yes. If you can, if you're getting regular ass, boring big men later in the draft, then you're no, then it's not like a great, it's not a great deal. It isn't. Oh, uh, don't tell me my cue. Who just went? Vujovic just went. Brunson just went. Anobi just went. Okay, we're already in the fourth round. It's already my pick again. This is a, this is a quick draft, guys. Flying through here. Um, in the fourth round, I like to look for points. Jordan Poole, Zach Levine. Jordan Poole, Zach Levine is a very interesting build. I did that in a, in a mock draft recently. I don't really have like a big, big. I have Sabonis. Mm, Chris Stapps is, you know, per game value is intriguing. I bet you I can get Zach Levine on the way back. I'm going to try to get Zach Levine on the way back. I'm going to take Nick Claxton. Maybe DeMar DeRozan. I'm taking Nick. Nick Claxton. I like Nick Claxton. I really do. In the fourth round? Oh, don't don't put me in auto draft. I drafted that one myself. What are you talking about? Nick Claxton, thirty-seven per game value last season, thirty-one minutes per game. Traditional big, right? So I just said, don't get a traditional big, and then I went and got a traditional big. You know, sometimes you get you, you don't need. Sometimes you shouldn't listen to yourself. I think the combo of Sabonis and Claxton is a nice little big combo because you get the big blocks, you get the big rebounds. 
But Sabonis gets you everything else. He gets you the assists. He gets you the steals. He gets you the good free throw percentage. I don't think Claxton's free throw percentage, it being as terrible as it is, right, is a huge detriment. And I also think that Nick Claxton is a hot name right now. And so sometimes I think it's perfectly okay to draft based on what you think the league values a player versus what you think of the what you value a player, right? Now the fourth round might be a little bit early to do that, but I do think Nick Claxton is going to have a lot of sleeper hype this season. And I do think that Nick Claxton is going to be kind of like a, a sexy name. Um, would I rather have Alfred Sagoon than Nick Claxton? Yeah, probably. I could probably trade Nick Claxton for Alfred Sagoon this season. And get somebody else back, too. That's just the ADP. That's the ADP talking. I think a lot of people look at the ADP and they go, oh, I need to I need to get this player. I need to get that player, right? You don't. You don't need to do that. We're starting to enter into the 50s. That's the plateau region. We talk about it a lot on the podcast. We have your, your top ranks, you know, your first tier, second tier, third tier. And then just kind of the, the average value of a player starts to plateau. After that, right around 45, 42, 45, um, that's when that the value of a player at like 48 and the value of a player at 59 are pretty similar. Like they're very, very similar to how they will impact your team overall versus like the difference between Jokic and Dante Sabonis. It's huge. It's enormous. But that's like the same, like 11 picks, right? Like it's the same amount in between. So... Just keep that in mind while you're drafting. I think Nick Clax. I actually do think Nick Clax is going to have a nice year in Brooklyn. I think he's going to be a really good, like, traditional big, which I just, like I said, don't. I said don't. I didn't say don't draft a traditional big. I said I'm not valuing traditional bigs very well, and then I took him in the fourth round. So, you know, sometimes you got to do, uh, you have to go against what you think. Everyone swallow it. I know that doesn't make any sense. I didn't claim, didn't claim to make any sense. Did they just auto-draft me? Oh, God damn it. They auto-draft me. Luckily... Hey, this is what you got to watch out. Sometimes you get auto-drafted. Sometimes they put you in auto-draft. Always have a queue of players up always, all the time, always. Never not have a queue. No matter what platform you're on, never not have a queue. I am really okay with getting Zach Levine at pick 53. I am really okay with that. That's a great deal. Zach Levine, last season, 39th overall per game value. And if you take a look, if I learned if I learned how a computer works, I could show you what he got. If I knew how computers worked, I could show you that he uh he had about 25 points a game. Great percentages, fantastic percentages. Bumps my percentage back up from Nick Claxton. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. All right. Let's get back to this. Uh, trying to read you the draft before it becomes my turn. And motherfucker, these guys are drafting fast. So shout out to them. Shout out to Darcy's. I hope I'm saying that right. Darcy's. Darcy's. Like Xerxes? Like, like the, the Persian god Xerxes, potentially? Um. Thank you for the uh, shout out. Thank you for... Thank you for the love. We are going to we are ramping it up as we speak. I'm uh, negotiating 
time and deals with Tyler. Um, Tyler is a very busy, highly sought after individual. And I got nothing going on. So, um, Tazengu, thank you for coming out, checking out, watching the boxes on Twitch. If you're listening to the podcast, go check us on Twitch. If you're listening on Twitch, go check out the podcast. Just consume the same content twice in two different places. It's a great market. It's a great scheme. It's a great business scheme. Have the same content in two places and expect people to go to both. I need a I need a business manager. If anyone out there is a business manager who can figure out how to like do things so I don't have to. Fucking thank you. I appreciate that. Shout out. What up? Um, all right, we're already in the sixth round. I haven't even talked about the third round. Larry Markin in the third round. We talked about Larry Markin the other day on the podcast. Um, a little high. Best case scenario is Larry Markin does what Larry Markin did last season. Right? That's the best case scenario. Uh, 33 minutes per game, 26 overall. Um, hmm. Yeah, the, um, I'll try, yeah, I'll try to fix it for the next uh, stream. So sorry about that, all the people on Twitch, but thank you for joining. Appreciate you. A lot of first-time chatters out there. Appreciate you. Um, we talked about Larry Marketing. Larry Marketing, 26 overall per game value. Man, I really don't know how he gets better, right? Plenty of usage, plenty of minutes. Um, counting stats are still pretty mediocre, especially the assists are bad, right? How does he get better? Well, chances are he gets a little bit worse or stays the same, right? But other players start getting better. So it's kind of like, well, we'll see. Um, 26 overall. I think into the third round is fine if you kind of want that type of player. Um, I'm breaking my own rules of not having a queue ready. So I'm going to have to pause. Pause. Where are we? Oh, my God. We're already at pick 68. All right, cool. Uh, the, 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 this is a pretty good draft. I've done a few Yahoo drafts and there's usually some good players down here waiting around for me. And right now I'm not seeing a lot of good players waiting around for me, quite frankly. Um, let's see, let's, this is what we got to do now. Is Randall still out there? Nope. Doesn't look like it. Is Jalen Williams still out there? Nope. These guys are a little too good at drafting. I don't like that. Is Derek White out there? Ooh, Derek White. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram went. Ingram. Yep. Unfortunately. Beal. Ooh, Bradley Beal went. That's an I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Bradley Beal go that early yet. Hmm. I don't like Chris Paul that much. Um, I already got a pretty good starting group. Oh, Chris Middleton, duh. All right, Jesus Christ. Chris Middleton, done. I don't think that's too high. I think a lot of people, um, Chris Middleton's ranked pretty low on the ADPs and in the rankings in, in general on um, Yahoo right now. I think that's going to go up. I think he's in the 90s. I just took him at 68. Chris Middleton, last season, playing like bullshit minutes. Uh, playing pretty injured, not playing back-to-back. -back. Still 54th overall. Now, there's a risk, right, that Chris is on the wrong side of an injury that hampered him 
last season. But I also think what happened is that the Bucks really did. Chances are Middleton needed to take the rest of the year off and the Bucks really needed him in order to make a playoff run. And, you know, it all would have aligned if he kind of got healthier and healthier and was able to um, kind of be healthy for the playoffs. And Giannis was healthy for the playoffs. Giannis was not healthy for the playoffs. Chris Middleton, probably because he was playing not 100%, was also not 100% for the playoffs. He's had a whole offseason to recover. He's, what, 32? Um, Chris Middleton's got a nice top 50 upside. I got him outside of the top 50. I think if you're getting anyone with top 50 upside outside of the top 50, you're doing it right. So I, I like that pick. Speaking of somebody with top 50 upside outside of the top 50, uh, Miles Bridges. Um, no comment, no comment, no comment. Could be a top 50 player if he plays. Could be. Um, I agree, Shining. I don't, I don't, I don't mind taking some, some risk down here because as I've stated before, this is the plateau region. We're, we're entering the second plateau. So if you can find anybody in the first plateau, because we're at 75, 76, 77 now. If you can find anybody in the first plateau that's still hanging around in this, in this, in this region, go grab them. If you can find anybody with nice upside, and I'm, I'm going to take a little bet that I can get Trey Murphy at, ooh, at 92. I don't know if I can get him at 92. That's pushing it. That's kind of pushing it. Uh, I got 30. I got 32 seconds. I got plenty of time. Plenty, plenty, plenty of time. I do like Markel Fultz. Ooh, I like... Okay, Buddy Heal doesn't get enough respect. Uh, Nkongwu could have himself a nice little year. Put him on there for later. Um, I like Herb, but I don't love Herb. I like Keegan quite a bit. I think I can get him later. All right. This is where you have to play the game. Like, where do I rank him? Where do, where do I think I can get somebody next? I'm going to take Miles Bridges, and I'm not going to feel good about it. Um... I don't I I don't think I should take Miles Bridges. I don't think Miles Bridges should be uh potentially drafted, but um he's out there, he's draftable. And um last time that guy was playing, he was on on, on the upward trajectory. He's still pretty pretty young. He was on an upward trajectory into the top 50 had sequences of events where he was I think in the top 30 for weeks. Um, that dude could be really, really good. So getting him in the seventies, uh, I, 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 no matter what, uh, extracurricular, I, that's a horrible way of saying, um, criminal charges, despite his criminal charges. Um, I'm going to take him in the seventies. Unfortunately, um, let's see, let me, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about, I'll show the rounds here and just go through them. But like this, these, a uh, group of people that we've got um, drafting here for, I believe, the Roto-Wire. There's a lot of Roto um, things out there. I hope I'm getting that right. See, I don't do any prep. And that's, uh, like I said, rule number one. Do prep. Come on. St start doing some prep. I'm talking to myself now. Roto-Wire, I was right. Hell yeah. Roto-Wire, let's go. Um... Yeah, this Roto-Wire draft is moving, and people are drafting pretty well, which is not what you're going to get on your average mock draft. So just, just remember that when you're playing against real people, you're probably going to see a lot better drafting going on. 
I actually, okay, Drew Holiday, for some reason, is being drafted like pretty high in Yahoo's rankings, which is unfortunate because usually he's drafted pretty low. And I get him at a bargain. Into the third round is not a bargain. It's like regular price. Paul George at 36, Darius Garland at 37, Miles Turner at 38, DeJounte Murray at 39. That whole stack right there, love them. Love them in that space. Love them in that uh, where they got drafted. Um, I think Garland, George, and, uh, Garland and George are actually kind of steals in that space. Holiday is properly valued, which I don't like to get someone properly valued. DeJounte Murray's properly valued. Um, maybe even a little bit low at 39. De'Aaron Fox, 40, fine. I've never been a big De'Aaron Fox guy. I'm a Roto player, so I'm not huge De'Aaron Fox guy. But De'Aaron Fox has been, like, more and more impressive every single year. 40 is a great spot. Sure, why not? Vujovic of 41 is a steal. Vujovic is a third-round player, if not. Not a second-round player, quite frankly. Did I take? Who did I take? Yeah, I was hoping Vujovic would get to me at 44. I don't think I could have taken him. I could have taken him at 29 in round three, but that felt a little, man, that's not high. That's actually not high. 29 is not high for Vujovic. So I could have taken him there. That's on me. Jalen Brunson at 42. I was actually kind of out on Jalen Brunson going into last season. I'm in on Jalen Brunson going into this season. That guy's pretty good. I was wrong. He's pretty good. 42 seems fine. OG and Anobi at 43. I like that. That's a nice nice little snag. Like I said, Nick Claxton at 44, I think he's worth, he's at value at 44. And I think in the commu- the draft community, the fantasy basketball community, Nick Claxton is going to have a lot of sleeper hype around him. And I think I, you know, if he has a nice beginning of the season, I can move him for something else. So, you know, don't always prepare for that. But sometimes I think when I looked at the people who are still on the board, I'm going to read those here in a second after I eventually pick someone i got 43 seconds to pick somebody um i think i'm gonna eventually like nick claxton he is really young that's an unusual pick for me though Ooh, i like sochin i like sochin right now i got trey murphy queued up i know the pelicans are a little stacked right now Come on, I don't you, raise your hand if you think Zion's gonna play a whole season next year. I better not see any hands. I don't want to see any hands. I'm taking Trey Murphy. I like Trey. I got him at 92. Okay, cool. Let's just remind everybody. Trey Murphy. 88 overall per game value. So getting him a little, uh, a little out, uh, a little bit at a value but this was for the whole season last year second half trey murphy it was very nice it was very very nice maybe let's uh, i think we might be able to get to him post trade deadline post trade deadline guys in top 50 look at that thank you hashtag basketball for giving me that information post trade deadline Trey Murphy was in the top 50, playing 34 minutes a game. Now, is he going to play 34 minutes a game this season? I don't know. But I like the free throw percentages. That helps me boost my Claxton pick. 
I like the threes. That helps me boost my Claxton pick. I like the scoring, which just piles on my pretty decent scoring anyway. And I like the one, the over one steals. Over one steals over half a block a game from your guard. Sign me up. Those are the these three. The, these two stats right here are so beautiful. They're so money. A one. Uh, it used to be back in the day a one 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 guy, one one one. Now it's like three one one. A three one one guy's great. Used to be give me a three, give me a steal, give me a block. You're on the team. Now it's like yeah, give me three three pointers. Yeah. Shining Drake, I could eat five bowls of gumbo a day. I wouldn't be moving very much. Certainly we wouldn't be playing basketball, but God bless the the good people in New Orleans. New Orleans. A great, the only city with culture in America. God bless those people. They got the best food, best food in the world. Uh, but yeah, Zion ain't playing. I don't I, Zion over under Zion games played this year is 40. That's the over under. That's where I'm setting the over under. Well, that feels like a little low. Because if he is kind of healthy, it's probably 52. And there you go. Best, like, good case scenario is 52. That's a good case scenario. Do you really want to draft that guy? I'm staying away. I'm not draft. I'm there's not a number. Actually, that's not true. I'll probably I would draft Zion in the last like three rounds, but. Above the last three rounds, I'm not. What's going on here? My whole screen's freaking out. Um, I would not draft Zion outside of the last three rounds. Period. Period. There's a lot of old boring guys left right now. I'm moving Keegan Murray to the top. I'm moving Keegan Murray to the top. I like Keegan Murray. He passes the uh, smell test. You know when you watch a guy and you go and you're like, ooh, you're like watching uh, NBA as one does. And you go, ooh, that guy looks good. And then you're like, oh, that guy is good. Like that guy is that guy is good. Like he's really like he's playing a really complete game. Then you go out to your fantasy league and you're like, I'm going to pick that guy up. And then you look and you're like, why am I picking that guy up? Keegan Murray feels like that type of guy right now. He's 23 years old. He kind of feels like a guy who you can tell knows the game well, looks really good, but hasn't put it together yet. If the Kings are going to be better next year, Keegan Murray has to be better next year. Post-trade deadline, he was 122. Not great. Am I talking myself out of Keegan Murray? Maybe I am. Maybe I am talking myself out of Keegan Murray. We still got Wiggins, D'Angelo Russell, who I do not like in LA. Um, could take a Onkongwu reach. One of the Thompson twins, maybe. Not. Ooh, Zach Collins. Shit. Okay. Is he coming back to me? Can I get Zach Collins at 116? Maybe. I'm going to risk it. Well, I can get Keegan Murray. Well, nah. I don't know if I can get Keegan Murray, though. All right. If I... Yep. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I like him. I think he's good. And that's maybe another lesson. At some point, you're supposed to have fun. 
I suppose at some point, fantasy basketball is supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun, stop uh, playing. Yes, Keegan Murray is way more valuable in a nine-cat roto league. I play nine-cat roto league, so um, he is valuable. He is valuable to me. Thank you very much. I hope he's a nice little sleeper. I'm okay with him. I'm I'm really okay with anybody past a hundred um, taking a chance on somebody that you like. So take a chance. You could have taken a chance on Jalen Dern. I like him. I like Jalen Dern. Uh, Jonas is still out there. He's a perfectly good center. He's fine. He's uh, kind of on the decline. Wendell Carter's still out there. He's a great center. He's a top 100 center. Those guys are good, but they don't interest me. Keegan interests me. I got faith in this guy. If he's a bust, oh well, is my 100th pick. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Right? Right. So, I went with Keegan. I'm, I'm taking Zach Collins, though. I think... I think Zach Collins... Is the guy in uh, in with the Spurs? I think that's who they're going to line up with Wimby. And man, I think this guy could be really good. Eighty seventh per game value overall last season, playing twenty seven minutes per game. Post trade deadline, that went up to twenty nine. Minutes per game, he was the 36th ranked player per game. In 19 games, small sample size theater. Be careful. Be careful. That's a small sample size. He is... Um, and now, now you're going to hear me talk myself out of Nick Claxton, right? He's the poor man's Nick Claxton with better numbers. The blocks aren't there, right? The blocks are not there. Nick Claxton getting monster blocks. And it's good to have monster blocks. That's an important category. You're not going to get monster blocks from Zach Collins. But you are going to get some threes. You're going to get a great uh, free throw percentage from a big guy. Uh, You're still right around 50% field goal, which is good. He's probably going to be a little bit more open with Wimby out there when you think about it. Rebounds. I would say stay similar. I don't know how how much they're going to require Wimby to to bust on the boards, considering his size as well. Like, you know, maybe Wimby's eventually going to be a great rebounder. His height alone makes him a great rebounder. But, like, do they really want him, like, going up with some of these big, giant 35-year-old men who can, you know, blow him over with, like, an elbow? Probably not. And the thing that I really like about Zach Collins is the uh, the assists. That's a nice, you know, three over three assists a game. Uh, oh, he he was almost three last season, right? So he plays a few more minutes. Almost three in twenty three minutes. So if he's playing twenty eight minutes this season, I like that. Okay, I only got three more picks. Let's see if my my bet. And this is part of the this is part of the process. I made a bet that Zach Collins would get back to me. A lot of people are on Jeremy Sochan. I don't know. I like Zach Collins better. We'll see. We'll see if I get sniped here. I probably will. Well, it's going pretty well. Oh, baby, oh, baby. 
116 Zach Collins. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody, all the listeners out there for rooting for me. Getting Zach Collins at 114. We're all heroes. We're all winners. I love that pick. That's a great pick. And that's why we do it. That's why we play the game. Ooh, Gary Trent. Damn. As I put Gary Trent in my QE, pops right out. And see, that's the thing. Like, once we once you get down in this, like, 100 area, this is kind of like just general draft trips. Like, once you get down in this 100 area, you need a Q. You need to start going. Like, go all the way down. Like, scroll, 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 scroll. There's some hidden gems down here. Patrick Williams way down there. I don't know if I'm going to draft him, but he's way down there. And he's a starter. So it's like, I don't know. No one's drafting him. He's a starter. At this point, there's going to be two people. There's going to be people who are really, really, really prepared and have the, all their rankings from like 1 to 200 all the way listed. And they're they're going to stick to their draft. And they're going to find all those hidden gems because they did their research. They came prepared, unlike some people. Like me. And then there's going to be people who are doing what I'm doing right now, which is, uh, let's look. Let's see. Ooh, Herb Jones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Killian Hayes, kind of. Uh, let's see. And they're going to scroll. They're going to look. But they're also going to be looking at the ADP. And they're going to be like, all right. Yeah. Ooh, Gary Trent. You know, I like Gary Trent. I'll put him in the queue. And then he goes, right? That's because he's up there on the ADP. He's up there in the rankings, right? So you got to remember... People, like, don't expect a guy who's up here high in the ADP that he's going to fall to you because you're going to have those two different types of players. I got lucky with Zach Collins. That's why I was, like, crossing my fingers. It's like, I assume somebody has Zach Collins ranked pretty pretty nicely on their, on their squad. But uh, it didn't seem like it. I'm definitely out on Kevin Porter uh, with Fred Van Fleet in town. I think Fred Van Fleet would just absolutely dominate that position i don't think it's gonna be a question let's see Eason at 150 i don't love that so chan 164 maybe well i'm up i'm up where was herb jones last season 104 all right 104 go with one of the thompson twins or herb jones tough question little fun upside, Houston, Amen Thompson. Good times. Nah, I'm going to go with Herb Jones. Herb Jones is good. Herb Jones, he's boring. But he's good. He plays. He plays good minutes. That's a great guy to have on your bench. Just... When you're doing head-to-head, just chipping away. Oh, oh, her Joe's had 10 points and five rebounds and well, three assists and well, almost two steals. Dang, you know, I was stealing a half and a, a block tonight and a three. Huh. All right. Like, you're not going to go take a screenshot of that and send it to your friends. But if you get Herb Jones every night, Playing 10, 5, 3, 1, 1, and 1. That eats away at those counting stats. And it eats away at all the stats, really. And at, like, pick 120-something, right? 
that's like a really great player to have on a head-to-head team. It might feel like a roto player, right, to you. It might feel like you're picking a boring roto player. And I, I and I think a lot of people, what they do here is they sort by points, or they sort by rebounds. It's like, okay, I'll get Kevin Looney's crazy at rebounds. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, Isaiah Jackson, 100, 100 blocks. All right, cool. Maybe I'll just pick him, right? That's fine. Do that. You can do that. I'm fine with that. But I think there's something to say in, in a head-to-head league about a guy who plays like 70-some games. He's in there every single game. He's guaranteed 30 minutes. He's guaranteed to come in and do regular stuff night in and night out. The best example of this is like way back in the day, Otto Porter. Come in, cross the board, all nine categories. You're thinking to yourself, that's a roto player. To me, that's a head-to-head. It's both. It's a roto player and a head-to-head player because he's not going to be bad enough for you to stream. He's not going to be someone you take in and out of your lineup over and over. The second you drop Herb Jones out of your lineup is the second somebody's picking him up off the waiver wires. You're not dropping him out, but he's also not really like going to single-handedly win you any night but he's going to chip away across the board and win you the week. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to win the week. And so don't overlook those boring across the board counting stats guys down here, especially at the bottom of the draft, because that's why they have, that's why you go and you look at the per game rankings last season. and You go, Oh, uh, Herb Jones, one eleven. Oh, I don't know. Herb Jones was 111. I thought he'd be way worse than that. He only scored he only scored nine, ten points a game. Yeah, no. Herb Jones, 111. He is a utility player. <laughs> and you stick him in your utility and you don't think about him once for the rest of the season. It's great. All right, we're down here in the 140s. This is a deep draft. 12 team draft. Very deep. All right. Now it's time to get really in our bag. Um, Sochin's down here. Oh, I kind of like Sochin. I I am going to take a chance on the Thompson twin. If he gets back to me here in about three spots, uh, I don't see why not. Benedict Mathurin had a kind of a mediocre finish to the season last year. I don't know about that. Um, ooh, Harrison Barnes and Bogdan Bogdanovich are available right now. Once again, another, another two boring players. Harrison Bard's 150 last season. The guy scores 15 points a game. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 98. That was with Detroit, so that's the wrong Bogdan. Uh, Atlanta, 140. Hmm. Tough choice here. Do you go with fun? Remember, this is supposed to be fun. Take a chance on a rookie who might not pan out at all. Or do you go with some old consummate favorites? Harrison Barnes, old Bogdan Bodanovich. Who else is out here? Sadiq Bey. I like Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey's good. Boring, but he's good. Al Horford's out here. Boring, but he's good. Here's the thing. I just went kind of boring and good with Herb Jones. So I'm going to take a chance with Damon Thompson. It's about balance, right? 
you want to win, number one, right? You want to win. That's what you want to do. Um, you want to have fun. That's what you want to do second. You know what's really fun? Winning. Winning is really fun. And three, I think what you, you, you want to do is not do one thing and one thing only that risks your season. So I think a lot of people get hung up on rookies, young players, potential. And they go out and get Wimby in the second round. And they go out and get Chet in the third round. And they spend way too much uh, money on Brandon Miller. And I don't know, maybe they draft him in the sixth or seventh round, which is insane. Don't do that. Scoot. Scoot, actually, I think Scoot's going to be really good. If Dame leaves, Scoot's going to be really good. Um, but is he going to be like a top 75 player? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be a top 75 player. By really good, I mean fun. Luna Felix, what's up? Thank you for joining the stream. Appreciate that. Uh, we are doing a Rotowire draft with uh, a handful of experts, and it is flying by, so I'm going to review the whole draft at the end of the draft. Uh, but right now I'm trying to give a little philosophy around how I draft, how I think about drafts, and how I, I want people to um, kind of approach their draft. Um, and I broke rule number one, which is always come prepared. I was not prepared. But I... One of the rules that I have when I draft is not do one thing, like rookies all the way down, risky players, injury players all the way down. You get it kind of an injury-prone player in the second or third round? Well, in the third and fourth round, go with someone who's healthy and good, not great. You want to make that balance, because if everything falls right, you're going to have a great team. You're going to have a winning team, really. But if everything goes, if something goes wrong, it doesn't completely destroy your team. So I could have went super high upside here at the end of the draft, the whole end of the draft. But, you know, I think guys like Keegan Murray, Herb Jones, they are safe. They are good. Their minutes are good. I don't have to worry about that. And they're going to put up really solid numbers night in and night out. But on the flip side, Zach Collins, Eamon Thompson, right? Those guys could be really great. They could be uh, terrible. The stream is going well, Luna. Thank you. Thank you for joining. If you have any questions, feel free to throw them in there in the chat. Um, it is my turn. I got 24 seconds left. People are probably really loving me in this draft. just taking forever on each pick. So I like I here's my the thing I just said out loud. Um, I just took kind of a riskier rookie pick. Now I'm going to go with safe Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is boring. Guys, Harrison Barnes is boring. He also shoots five free throws a game and, sh and, and hits them at an 84% clip. Uh, there's probably only a couple people left who score. Well, you're looking at it right here. Harrison Barnes is at 15 points a game. Well, there's only about six or seven players left who score 15 points a game. Is Kristen Wood going to play um, a lot of minutes next season? No. Is Lew who the fuck's Lewis King? Nobody knows. Kelly Oubre. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one, Kelly Oubre on Charlotte. Charlotte's now allegedly healthy, and they got Miles Bridges coming back, which we kind of talked about earlier. Um... You think Kelly Oubre is getting 20, uh, 20 points a game next season? No. Norman Powell? 
actually Norman Powell, I might put him on the list. Um, one of the rules of thumb I've, I've experienced in my uh, many years of fantasy basketball is that uh, usually points wins leagues because the best players score. The best players score. And when in doubt, go after points. Usually works. That's why I like to get these like really high scores at the top of my draft. Now, I didn't do that. So here I am telling you that I didn't do that. But um, Shea Gildress is, is a pretty good scorer. And I ended up getting Zach Levine and Jimmy Butler a little bit later. So that's cool. Yeah, Luda Felix. Uh, hit me up. Hit me in with a question. Absolutely. I would love to. I'd love to answer any questions from the chat uh, during the stream. Uh, it's been it's been a fun. It was a bit, actually it's been one of the quickest mock drafts I've ever been a part of. Like these guys were flying through this mock draft. Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna take a chance on Killian Hayes. I think Killian Hayes could be really good. And if Cade gets hurt again, I think he's going to be rough. Um, so that's like an easy drop. Like Killian Hayes is like a completely simple and easy drop if he isn't going to play the minutes and isn't going to pan out with like a healthy Detroit team. But if he is sort of healthy, right? Um, or excuse me, if he's healthy, right, and the rest of the team is not healthy. Oh, where is the, where is this guy? Gosh dang it. I kind of like him. Like, I, I, I think he's got, like, once again, he's another eye test guy for me. So when I go and watch Killian Hayes play, I'm intrigued. I'm like, oh, dang, Killian Hayes is pretty good. Um, He looks good. He looks good on the court. He's also incredibly young. Um, Him and Jaden Ivey both are really, really, really fun. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if Killian Hayes is ever going to get the minutes. Even when he got the minutes, he was still shooting really poorly. He's 22 years old. You know? He's 22. But look at these assists. Over six a game last season. Over seven a game post uh, trade deadline. 1.5 steals. So this is kind of the antithesis of the across-the-board player like Herb Jones. This is the guy who, late in the draft, can get you a harder category. Um, can boost you in a harder category for your for your week to week. And if this guy isn't playing, you can just drop him and pick the hottest guy off the waiver wire. So who cares? It's your last pick. Who gives a crap? Luna Felix. Uh, yeah, I do not have any badges or emotes on the channel. Uh, not yet. Uh, not not a priority at this point. Um, we get more people. We get more traction. Maybe maybe we'll look into that. But uh, for us right now, the podcast, watching the boxes wherever podcasts are sold or downloaded, um, that's where you can find most of our content. Let's go to the rounds. I want to I wanna talk about the top rounds. I'm not going to talk about the bottom rounds. We talked about the first and second round. Um, we talked about rounds. I think we talked about round three. Let's talk about round four. Chris Porzingis is risky, but he's like per game value. He's like a top 20 player. That's a great pick. Jalen Williams at 47 and Evan Mobley. At... Jalen Williams going ahead of Evan Mobley doesn't sound right, 
But then when you kind of like look into it, yeah, no, that's that sounds that sounds right. I think, like I said, that OK City team is going to be wild. It's going to be wild good. Um, I I really do think that they are going to uh like impress a lot of people this year like casuals i think a lot of casuals are not prepared for oklahoma city to be as good as they are about to be this season here's a guy i think gets overlooked and you know maybe maybe rightfully so jalen brown went 49 overall in the fifth round jalen brown was 38th overall per game value last season overlooked this is a guy Every year, like solid, very good performer, scores. Scores well, gets good rebounds. Steals are there. The threes are there. He's in the top 50 every year. He's in the top 40 almost every year if I, you know, go and look at it, right? Last season, per game value, 38. He went 49. Great. Great value. Great pick. Um, Say Goon at 50. Sure. DeMar DeRozan at 51, steal. Absolute steal. You kidding me? Where do you think DeMar DeRozan finished last season? 35, 35th. Sure, he doesn't hit threes or whatever, but who gives a shit? The percentages are incredible. The scoring is incredible. The assists are fantastic for a forward. Well, he's, I guess he's a he's a two now, but uh, come on, he's a three. Um, he plays three anyway. Uh, 35th overall, you're getting outside of the top 50. No-brainer. Josh Giddy, I like, but Zach Levine, I love. I took Zach Levine in the fifth round. No brainer. He went 39th per game value last season. No brainer. These are no brainers. Any top tier guy you see outside of the top 50, you have to take them. Any top 50 guy outside the top 50, you have to take them. Because the top 50 is like the cream of the crop. Giddy in the 50s is fine, but not when there's these really quality players still left. I think Bradley Beal should be taken before Josh Giddy. I think Jordan Poole should be taken before Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, I really like. I really love, actually, really love Josh Giddy. Like I said, OK City on the uptrend. Uh, did finish 76 overall. His percentages are a little rough, but if you don't care about the percentages nor the fact that he only hits one three a game, sure. 50 is in the 50s is fine. Just not when there's still top 50 players out there. Scotty Barnes. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if this is Scotty Bard's like time. He was he was 79 per game value last season. Take him in the 50s. Feels like you're still on the Scotty Barnes bandwagon. And like I'm not off the Scotty Barnes bandwagon, quite frankly, but I'm not fifth round Scotty Barnes. He's a six round player. Brandon Ingram in the fifth round is actually a nice pick. Paulo Banchero. Eh, he's like a one trick pony. He scores in the fifth round. 57. That's that's fine. Right. But. Paulo Benchero fin finished 94th overall. If you don't care about percentages, sure. Go for Paulo. If you do care about percentages, stop. He's not a fifth-round player. He doesn't hit threes. I th obviously, he's going to be better. He's young. He's incredibly young. He's getting a steal a game and less than a block a game. You got to get... Those got to get better if he's going to be approaching the top 50. So I like him more in the sixth round than the fifth round. I do think he does improve this season, but the percentages got to go up. A lot of people don't care about percentages, right? So let's let's real quick. 
Oh, I'm, I'm going to punt percentages. Oh, really? What a what a novel idea to punt percentages. I bet you no one else in your league thought about punting percentages, right? Um, Apollo is 48th overall if you don't care about percentages. Okay, cool. He's still not elite at anything. Um, his threes are not great. His steals are not great. His blocks are not great. His assists are okay for his, uh, pretty good for his position. His rebounds are only okay for his position, and the scoring's good. So, eh, okay. If you don't care about percentages, you just got him at value. And if you do care about percentages, you overpaid for him. So, that's why I like Jordan Poole and Bradley Beal a lot more. Franz Wagner, I think, is on the up. Sixth round, just looking through it. I really like, actually, Cam Johnson a lot. I think Derek White's on the up. Uh, Zion went in this round. Okay, Zion at 70, if you think Zion's going to be healthy, is pretty good. I don't think he's going to be healthy, so I'm not I'm not drafting him here. I don't... Man, don't, don't forget that Julius Randle is good at basketball, by the way. Like, I know he's been around for a long time. But Julius Randle went 65th in this uh, in this draft here. Julius Randle was the 63rd player overall, but he's, scoring, he's getting 10 rebounds, scoring 23 points a game. He's like... Um, Here's 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 what I just said. Paulo Banchero. All right. Get rid of the percentages. He's a top 50 player. But keep the percentages. He's in the 90s. Julius Randle. Keep the percentages. He's the 63rd ranked player. Get rid of percentages for Julius Randle. And he's the 29th ranked player per game value. So if you don't care about percentages, why are you picking Paolo Banchero in the fifth round when you can have Julius Randle in the sixth round? And that goes for both punting and non-punting strategies. Don't get tricked by the young dude. Julius Randle, I'm going to say it right now. I'm putting it in the, I don't think it's a hot take. Julius Randle finishes ahead of uh, Paolo Banchero next season, period. Per game value. I'm saying it right now. So there's a lot of players like that. Young players. Hyped players, sleeper named players, who are gonna go like a round or two early, and there's gonna be these older guys like Julius Randle, like DeAndre Ayton, who's not even that old, like Chris Middleton, who I got at 68, Terry Rozier down there at 72. These older guys who are gonna go around later than a guy who they're just as good at, if not better, simply because that younger player has too much hype around them. I think that's like the easiest way to get tricked in a in a draft because you can't win a you can't win you can you can't win your league in a draft but you certainly can lose your league in a draft. One way to lose the league in a draft is to do try to do too many things, not have a balanced team. Try to punt right away and then everybody else punts the same way. That's a, that's a bad way. And to overdraft players. That's actually the easiest way to lose. You overdraft players, you ignore older players who have a track record and go with younger players who don't have a track record. You're like, oh, this guy's young. He's going to be he's going to be good this year, is he? Maybe it takes him two years. Maybe it takes him three years to figure it out. Maybe he never figures it out. Or I could go with Chris Middleton, who's figured it out for fucking years, has been a top 50 player. Julius Randle, who's figured it out for years and is like the main scorer on his team. Like, don't overthink it. Don't don't overthink it. Period. Don't remember that. Let's take a look around seven. I think Brooke Lopez down here at 73 is great. Like, I know he's kind of like a weird player. Um, I took Miles Bridges in this round. No comment. Um, I think 
83 for John Morant. So even that might be a little high. A guy who's suspended that long really, really, really does hurt. But if you're kind of set up nice for the playoffs, maybe that works out for you. Don't overlook Buddy Heald. Another guy. Don't look, overlook Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's like absolutely elite at three-pointers. So what I like to do around seven down is look for elite stats, high upside, or guys who I can plug in like Herb Jones, night in and night out, and they scrape away at stats that are rarer than other stats, like steals. Herb Jones and steals, right? Um, even points, like uh, get a guy who scores. If you get a guy who scores twenty points a game or gets four threes a game, like Buddy Heald, this late in the draft, you're you're doing it right. You're absolutely doing it right. Um, down here at the bottom, see, I, this is one of those things where every season, everybody's like, oh. Who are the who are the who are the sleepers this season? Well, I think there's enough analysts, enough people who are focused on fantasy basketball right now who honestly have done enough research and I think there's enough smart people playing now as well um who've done enough research, done enough reading, looked at the stats, understand how to read the stats understand how to read trends and ages and team movements, etc. where there's not a lot of like obvious sleepers. So what I've noticed in these later rounds, usually there's like a guy, oh shit, that guy, oh shit, that guy. That doesn't happen anymore. That does not happen anymore. Sleepers are a thing of the past. So now what you got to try to figure out is what is the criteria of a guy who's already seen as a good player becoming a great player so it used to be this unknown player becoming really good or a guy who's got an opportunity becoming uh fitting into role becoming great everybody kind of knows that already now it's about what are what, what are some really good players who could become great or a plateau guy who bec- who could become ranked so like so one of those guys i think could become great is devin booker Everybody knows Devin Booker is great. What are you talking about, Mike? Okay, well, shut up. Stop asking so many questions. Um, Stop badgering me on the street. Tired of this. Why do I think Devin Booker could be great? Is because no matter what Phoenix says, Bradley Beal is not a point guard. Devin Booker is a point guard. Devin Booker has done it before. Bradley Beal is great. But Devin Booker is a better point guard and the best point guard on the Phoenix Suns. So if everything falls into place for Devin Booker, then Devin Booker is going to have an outstanding year. Stuff like Desmond Bain. Everybody knows Desmond Bain's going to thrive. Everybody knows Desmond Bain's got great percentages. They also know he's got all the stats across the board really, really on lock. They also know that John Morant is not going to play. So that's not a sleeper. Everybody knows Desmond Bain's good. Everybody knows Desmond Bain's going to be better because of his playing time. I would actually consider guys like Jalen Brown, people who kind of get overlooked as a sleeper. Like Jalen Brown's going in like the late 40s in this draft. He's a top 40 player. The, to me, that's the new sleeper. Guys who are good, who could be great, or guys who are really good who are being overlooked. Those are the two sleepers. Uh, I think we got to redefine what a sleeper is. Obviously, Tyler and I are going to do um, who do I draft series, sleeper series, all sorts of stuff heading in 
two um next well next not next season this season why do, i don't want to say next season uh heading into this season if you have any questions hit us up on twitter at watch the boxes at tyler p watts thank you for joining us have a great one and uh, we'll see you next time peace